Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome back to Mindful Talk, everybody. We're so glad that you're here with us and listening. This week, Misty and I wanted to talk about fill in the blank for the sentence. I don't have time to blank. Ugh. The the age-old, I don't have time. I don't have time. Um, we really struggled when we discussed this as a topic because it's very frustrating. And I was digging down into my inner self to figure out over the last week why. And if you think about it, most of the time now, I, I understand that sometimes we pack way too much stuff in and that's the case, but most of the time it's a lie. And so we're telling these tiny little white lies that live within us. It's kind of crazy. I'm like looking at it differently just after reading about that and thinking about that. I think it almost like we hide behind the veil of busyness and we get a lot of validation. Like, I know that I'm better when I have stuff going on in my mental state than when I have too much downtime. You know what I mean? So I think there's a balance, but at the same time, we, we get this like badge of honor from like, I'm so busy. I have so much going on and believe it or not, being busy is addictive to the brain. That's like that, that reward feedback loop where we're super busy. We kind of get on this roller coaster and this high and it's hard to get off. Um, I know for me, I have to make a conscious effort when I'm about to say, I don't have time to do that, to say, you know what? I actually do have time to do a lot of stuff, but can I be more honest and say, you know, depending on who it is, I don't want to do that. No, thank you. Or if that's not very polite, just saying, you know, the direction my business is going is I'm just, I don't have bandwidth for that right now. That is so, it's just a politer way. And you're acknowledging that you're not just blatantly putting out and using the age old excuse. I don't have time. And I, as a yoga teacher, um, we'll take that perspective and lens for a second because Lauren can speak to this too. I mean, it's in, in most ways, a form of exercise. And we've all been like, oh, well, I don't have time to go to the gym or I don't have time to do yoga. And I was so just tippy toe around that for a really long time. And then I realized I wasn't doing anyone any favors and that the reason that they came to me as a teacher was because I hold myself accountable to my practice and they in turn want to do that too. So I was letting them off the hook. And so now when someone, you know, come it's they always come to me and then they kind of backpedal out of i don't have time i basically you know kind of hold them to the fire and say 
I want you to really think about where you're spending your time. Because if you're spending it where you're wanting to spend that time and those things are a priority, then kudos, you really don't have time. But if you're scrolling Instagram from, you know, 7 to 8, 30 p.m. at night or on your lunch break, you have time. And um, it comes back down to a priority thing. And we've discussed priorities before. And so for me, when I think about things, just like you were saying, taking on the bandwidth, I'm like, where does that fall in the priority list? Right. Right. And I think, I think that what a lot of people have a hard time with, this is true for me and just understanding the way habit works in the brain, you know, is that when you're starting a new habit, it's so hard to show up. It's climbing up a hill, pushing a stone. I mean, it's that hard, right? Because it's new and your habit currently might be to choose to not show up to your meditation or your yoga or your crossword or whatever you do. And so every time it comes time to go do your thing that keeps you healthy and it's new, it takes so much effort. But the thing about habit in the gray matter of the brain is that once you keep showing up over and over, it gets easier and then it's effortless. I am not kidding. It becomes effortless. There's days sure where you're like, meh, I don't really want to go but it's so easy to override that feeling because it is in the structure of your brain. You have created a groove that's there and that's helping you. And um, for me, I, I had a moment this year in my meditation practice, and I've been doing this a long time. I don't think it has to take this long for all things, but it's always been hard for me to show up to my cushion, we'll say to my meditation seat and sit for practice for 20 minutes. Um, and I had a moment this year and I keep feeling it where it's a visceral feeling inside my body where my body is like asking me to go sit. It is so cool. And I don't know how to describe it other than that, but I think finally the pathway in my brain of showing up to that activity has been deepened enough where when I don't do it, my body's like, Hey, what's up? Why aren't you going to your cushion? And I don't know. I just never really thought it would feel like that. And maybe that helps inspire people that yes, the longer you do it, um, the easier you'll feel that pull in your body when it's missing. You know, it's the same thing of like, if you have your five o'clock cocktail, you feel that pull in your body. If you're not having your drink, Yep. It's the same thing with healthy things. It's no different. Yeah. I, you know, in the last couple of years, I've like really honed in on my good habits and tried to take that part of my brain and make it. And if I, so I roll out of bed, I meditate for 10 minutes. I walk for at least 30 minutes and then I come home and do 10 minutes of yoga. And mostly I do that seven days a week. And when I don't, I am so it, I'm weirded out and off and it does. It feels like, I also feel like the day is the times are weird because it wasn't where it was supposed to be. And it makes me really happy now, just like you said, to be like, wow, I really did make my brain 
like say you're supposed to do this, Misty. This is a part of you and it's a really good feeling. So I agree. It takes time. Um, but if it's helping you, man, it's worth it. I know what you mean. It feels good. Doesn't it? To know that you have showed up for yourself enough where it's actually something that your body finds necessary now. And, you know, whatever we do over and over gets stronger for better or worse. You know what I mean? Like if anybody is a smoker or used to smoke, you'll remember in the beginning of smoking, it's not easy to start smoking cigarettes. Like it takes some work to become addicted to nicotine, (laughs) you know? And then once you're addicted, it's like, there you are. And it's part of your habit and part of your, your, what your body needs, but things take time for better or worse to become habit. And I just think if you're listening and you really want to start to take care of yourself and it's really hard for you and you can't seem to show up for yourself, know that that is totally normal. And Misty and I, maybe we'll offer a few tips on how to get over that first hump. I promise you, whatever it is that you're working on, won't always feel that hard to show up to. It won't at all. I never, I just had an, a weird moment a couple of days ago. Like I was like, I can't believe my life. I know this sounds crazy, but I was like, if you would have told me that this is what I was doing and that I used to, my granddad got up at 4am every morning and I used to make fun of him. And then here I am. I just wake up at five, even on the weekends, like a crazy person. And if I don't, it, I'm completely off and I'm not my normal self. And so it's, it's, it is, it feels really good to look back and know that, but I know that everybody can get there too. If it, if they make it a priority and it's really important to them and it can be anything like any way you show up for yourself, maybe you like, for me, this sounds crazy, but I'm using it as an example because it's real. I really wanted a hobby as a stay-at-home mom that also is an entrepreneur that has little people around her feet all the time that I could enjoy without it just yanking me away from everybody all the time. And I got into bread baking and a lot of people got into bread baking at the same time, but I stuck with it. Very, very, very similar to yoga. Bread is a lot like patient. It's a lot about patience and um, your technique and how you do it. And so I go work on the bread for 10 minutes and then I leave it for four hours or whatever. And then I come back and I work on it for, you know, five minutes. And then there's a few days that I don't do anything with my bread and I come back to it. I've done it so much and it's become so much a part of my family that it's clockwork. We don't buy bread anywhere else. And if you would have told me that me, oh my gosh, I was not a baker that I was going to be doing that. I would have thought you were crazy, but I incorporated it and I made it a part of me and my life and my lifestyle. And I showed up and did it for myself because it was something fun that I wanted to do for myself. And you can weave all different things like that into your life. It doesn't have to be yoga and meditation. I love that. I think a really crucial exercise is to look at how you're spending your time. And I think of baking bread for you as life-giving, you know, it's something that you put a lot of love into, you enjoy doing it and it's feeding your family from something that you actually made. Like that's so life-affirming, you know? And so I think looking at 
if you wish you had time to take care of yourself and do things that make you happy, do a journal for, you know, seven days. Like, how am I spending my time? Get one of those apps on your phone that can track exactly how long you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, you know, there's, there's so many apps out there now that can help you track your data and get really real and look at how I'm spending my time and then make a list of what I wish I could have time for in my life. And it's a huge wake up call. I have to say, when you start to look at how you are spending your time, um, I think too, like keeping in mind all of these activities, whether, whether it's something with cooking or creativity or, or moving your body, they actually give you more energy, you know? So like when you think about, okay, so today I spent an hour on Instagram. Did that give me energy? Did that give me life or did that kind of suck the life out of me? And I'm guessing, you know, the answer, right? If you spent that hour instead baking bread from a place of love, that's going to feed your family. I'm guessing that activity is a lot more invigorating and it actually gives you the perception of more time because you're actually fulfilled and not depleted from looking at what Susan had for lunch. It's such a good example. And I, so I have some goals that I made for myself that are, I shouldn't say goals, they're priorities. And I keep them out on my desk and I see them all the time. And I sometimes have to come look at it. Like one of my girls will say, can you do this with me? Can you play Barbies? And I'm like, oh, mommy doesn't have time. I'm doing this. I'll walk in here and I'll see that note that says one-on-one time with each girl. And that is very important to me. As soon as I read it, I'm like, Mm-mm, vacuuming is out. I don't need to cook anything right now. I'm going to spend time with one of my kids. And I have to have that reminder because otherwise my brain is just like, no, you don't have time. You don't have time, which is a complete lie. I have time. I'm just picking vacuuming over my kid, which is insanity. And so I have to like work through that really quickly in my head. Um, and sometimes I'll say, no, I don't have time. Then, you know, go away. And then I'm like, oh, you just did it. Okay, go back. And I'm like, mommy's here. I do have some time. I want to make some time for you. So it's, <laughs> I do it all the time. I make the excuse just like everybody else. But if you need that reminder, write it down somewhere, put it in your bathroom. Like my girls are so close in age and they're so like, you know, just at that age where they're all over you, getting one-on-one time with them is really difficult and they get their feelings hurt and they, you know, the whole shebang, they want to do what the other one does and we got to be fair, blah, blah, blah. So when I can, I make it a priority to go do that one-on-one time and it's hard but I show up when I can and I don't beat myself up for when I do sit on the couch and scroll Instagram and tell them I don't have time. Cause I do that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, you're going to take the path of least resistance. It's just built into our, our biology to do that. And let's be honest, sometimes vacuuming is easier than sitting down to play with a child. Yes. And, you know, like, I'm just going to be real honest that any, any mom knows what I mean. <laughs> You don't do it right. They want to tell you what to say. Right. It's stressful. Trust it's me. Hard. <laughs> and you always look at your watch and you're like, I must've been in here mm. for an hour. And it's like five minutes. I mean, sometimes it's, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's repetitive. You're like, surely I've had a good 30 minutes. It's been seven minutes, you know? You know I mean, 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> everybody gets it. So, so see, that's a perfect example of like, we love our kids. We obviously want to spend time with our kids, but it's probably more easy to sit our butts on the couch and scroll Instagram. Totally. And so we got to be mindful of that. And that comes back to your practice of showing up for yourself. And when you weave in those things, you become more mindful of those times where you need to check out Instagram and go spend time with your kid. It's so true. And it's a big loop. It's like, say you are taking care of body and mind, you're eating well, you're going to have the energy to sit down with your kid and give them your undivided attention for 30 minutes. You know, like it, it's not, nothing is isolated. We are one body, one life, one mind, and everything we do affects everything. So just keeping that in mind. Um, I think too, that having a friend for accountability can really help when you're trying to embark upon something new. And maybe it is like, Hey, I'm going to play with my kid for an hour every day for the next month. Will you ask me if I did that today, you know, and having somebody check in with you and vice versa. That's awesome. That's a really good idea. Um, I, I try to couple of my close best friends that when stuff is really uncomfortable and I kind of want to be held um, accountable, I probably wouldn't tell anybody else and I'll tell them and they kind of do that too. Not like drilling me or anything, but just asking me about it. And then I'm like, I haven't done anything about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, Misty, do it, you know, do the thing, whatever it is. So I agree. Accountability is awesome. And, you know, there's loads of like, I mean, even your therapist can hold you accountable. My therapist holds me accountable. And I find that nice because I have to show up to her weekly and she's the first thing she asks. And I'm like, so do the homework, do the thing. Totally. I think too, I, we mentioned this podcast a lot, this finding your why, but we did a podcast a couple of months ago on finding your why. I think listening to that again would be really helpful because it gives you a, an idea of overarching, like, what is this about for you? What is this life about for you? And what do you want out of it? And I think holding that in your mind, even writing it down on sticky notes and reminding yourself what you're doing here, why you're here, um, what you're hoping for, you know, can really help on the times that you feel kind of disenchanted about life and too busy to take care of yourself and really having that inner desire to want to do something creative, start working out, but you just can't, can't find the will, you know? So this is funny. I was, I was in terrible mood one day and I just was just moody and I didn't want to journal or write anything down and talk about my feelings. I just wanted, I was going to go for a walk and clear my head while I was walking. I pulled up my notes and I just do the talk to text, you know, so I speak into it and I just started talking through like literally why I was kind of feeling that way. And um, it was really like when I went back and looked at it later, so much of it was things that I wasn't holding myself accountable for that I really wanted to do, but I just wasn't doing them. So then I'm like, okay, so you just need accountability. You need to be held accountable. And so I reached out to you and I told you, these are the things I want to do. And I know at some point you're going to ask me about those things. And 
it's really not difficult, but we're all human and we all need help. And I think it's easy to get into the thick of things and not realize that you've got all this help and these resources and people can, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it needs to be mentioned that for the most part, we have the ability to, like you just did, work our way through kind of these lower times. But I think it needs to be said that sometimes when you are in, uh, like, say you have PTSD or you've had a particularly traumatic event happen, there are things that happen in our neurobiology that actually don't allow us to take the steps that we need to have the life we want to have. And I just want to say that so that if that applies to you, know that getting some help, like if you're feeling really stuck and you're experiencing one of the things I just said, seeing a somatic experiencing therapist, getting some help to kind of dislodge some of these experiences from your body over time will give you the freedom that you didn't even know was possible to start to make better decisions for yourself. Um, It's the feedback loop, right? And sometimes we need a little help getting out of certain feedback loops. I agree. I'm glad you brought that up because it is important. Um, Don't be discouraged if you have trauma in your background and you're stuck and this is, you're like, dead gummit, I'm meditating every day and nothing, you know, we're, Lauren and I are both big advocates for mental health awareness. And I agree with what she said. If you can get you some help, get it out of your body. It's the best thing you can do. Thank you so much, guys. I, um, I'm thinking some homework because, and I know, I think you kind of already alluded to it, um, sitting down and really looking at your why, and then kind of looking at your priorities and then looking at your calendar and where do they put in? And it's simple time blocking and making it like striving to make it a habit. If you want to make it a habit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And then knowing what it is you want to make time for. I think that's the priorities you were talking about. Yes. Um, But also when you hit that inner resistance of like, I don't want to, the mindfulness piece of it is recognizing that you've hit the, I don't want to and pausing and being like, thank you, resistance and doubt. I'm going to do this thing anyway. And I know it's going to be hard right now, but I'm building a new habit for my life that I really, really want to have feel like normalness for me. And so just overriding that, that strong resistance that you'll come across. I like it. And then getting you somebody that will hold you accountable and help you along the way. Yeah. All right. Well, I sure appreciate you. I appreciate all of you listeners and, um, we will be back next week. Hope everybody has a great week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.